Hey guys, Lance Erline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. His mom was pretty hot. His mom, his mom was pretty hot. His mom was pretty hot. His mom, his mom was pretty hot. I just care if his mom is hot. Yeah, I wish you wouldn't do that. You know? Come on, go for a ride. Come on, Digna. It's too small for the both of us. No, it isn't. Jump on, man. I'll give you yeah. a pump. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. I'll give you a pump. I'll give you. I'll give you a pump. Pump. I'll give you a pump. His mom was pretty hot. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. John and Lance along with Dell here with you on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. And off we go here. A lot of Cougs and a lot of Astros talk today. We went to the game last night, and boy, what a... That place, we set up... I was, you know, I was, I'm a man of people, obviously. And we sat up in the corner. Um, well, there's no bad seats. There. Look, at, there's not a... I mean, there is I mean, frankly, literally. It, frankly, it's not built for what it needs to be. It needs to have more seating above it because the Cougs are big time now. Yeah. You need to be able to pack. I don't know. It's a perfect place. Oh, no, it it's is. Perfect. I mean, but you'd it's like to have more. Ar- it's our best arena. Period. You'd like to have more seating available. Well, you're saying it's the best because it's snug. Yeah. I'm you're you're on a... the action. Like, you're seeing everything. Yeah. I mean, but it, 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 it but makes it's... you even, because of how snug it is, because of your proximity, because there's not a bad seat. I mean, everybody's really into it. No, you're really into it. But, yeah. you know, I used to go to Hoffines Pavilion during Faisalian Pajama Games on a regular basis. And, uh, I mean, it's it's different. I mean, they've done some things, obviously, with the concourse. They've turned yeah. those areas into, you know, lounges and VIP stuff or whatever it is, cougar clubs, whatever. But um, it's still fundamentally, that's, that's where Dream played. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean Dream well, and Clyde but, played in the same thing. They have not made, they changed the seating, but... The structure itself, it's no different. Yeah, right. It's a it's much different than Hoffheinz was. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's a, it's the same it's location. It's different and the, the interior design yeah, is different. A lot different. But in terms of the spacing of seating, it still can't go any higher than it is. And there are games you wish it could because man, you could probably sell another Well, you know, th- that what there, a job Kelvin Sampson has done to bring this program. Yeah, seriously. He really has. So there was standing room only. I mean, it, it there in where we were, there is a giant. I don't. It, it looks like it's just a countertop, and then it's and anybody can just come and stand there. And even where it's just roped off by you know uh, just regular stanchions, whatever. It's it's four, five, six, seven deep of people just standing and watching the game. There are so many standing room only seats yeah. that it it does bring it. Uh, it does make it. It is just so good though. The the and here's the deal is, it's so, Kelvin Sampson has made it so that the most exciting part of the game is when the Cougs are on defense. <laughs> it really yeah, is. I mean, yeah, you there's an electricity to... Every it, time. It's true when they're on defense. I mean, I never really thought of it that way, but it is true when you have a great defensive team, you always like seeing when your offense comes on the field and anything, right? Yeah. But but sometimes there you can't wait to see the pitcher work you can't wait to see uh the 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 ravens from 2000 the 85 like, bears yeah, i mean it was just, you, there's certain yeah. defense like man i love when they're on the field and it is this, like that i guess it is like that it, it in the offense and it's almost like football in that when the kooks have the ball everybody sits and everybody's quiet and then as soon as it's going the other way everybody stands up and gets and goes crazy it's it's like offense at work but you know, you don't have to do that in basketball, everybody. But but even still, they they do. And the Cougs, they they have their flaws. There's no question about that. It won't, you know, in the first half, they were they had eight baskets, eight for twenty seven, or eight for twenty eight, and they were the you know, and Iowa State was nine for twenty eight or whatever they were. It was it was like oh my goodness, it's just not. I mean, good luck scoring on the Cougs in the first half. They're an unbelievable defensive team. They usually set the tone defensively. They are going to you know jump out to their lead in the first half, based primarily or strongly on their defense. 
And the second half sometimes it well, loosens up a little bit. Well, the bit, last time they played Iowa State, it was like 14-2 to two, Iowa State. So they, yeah, yeah. Well, at that in their building, not in not in the Cougs building. Right. This building, but they're not going to give up a lot of points in the first half. They set a tone, and then usually can boat race teams in the second half, which is what happened here. Yesterday. Iowa State was leading. I don't know if they still are. I think they are. They're leading the nation in turnover percentage, third in turnovers forced, and. And they can they can play defense as well. So that the Cougs struggled offensively is not surprising. It's what the Cougs do though. They miss. I've never seen a team. I was we were there, you know, with uh, Elmer and you know and Kathy from from Wildcat, and we're just like my wife is like, man, you you should hear him watching these games. I scream at them because of all the chippies that they miss. This oh. this team misses so many under the basket. What you appear to be rather, you know, Jawan Roberts. Sometimes he just doesn't have much touch. He, you know, no, what, he doesn't have. Any he, touch he doesn't have. Basket. He doesn't have much. I, I'm being nice. And Javier Francis as well. It's like the big guys. You know, I think JoJo Tugler is going to be their next. Is you know when I will say this of all in this run of all of the guards that they've had, Jamal might be the best. Jamal is, and he's kind of unassuming in the sense that, like, he doesn't look like a pro, a typical pro guard in terms of what you're used to seeing. He's got elite leadership skills yes. and personality and intangibles. Like, he is the heart. He is the heartbeat of the Houston Cougars. If you meet him, he's one of the most impressive people you'll ever meet. But there's, but he's gotten way better as a as a as an offensive. Yeah, he's gotten so much better. I think playing next to some of the offensive players he's played next to the last couple of years has really helped because he's got a confidence. I mean, he had it last year too. You could see it last year, but he's not afraid to take over games when he needs to. And he's a he's a viable. You know, I think he's a viable second round pick in the draft. And and but he's going to be an extraordinary success in life. Yes, I don't period. care what he does. He yeah. is going to be. He is. He is. He's extremely impressive. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't go at the end of the first round. But he is he is the reason he's the reason that they're where they are right. He's now. a great conduit between Kelvin Sampson and the team. Yeah, I think. But you look at I mean, how rare is this, John? Uh, Iowa State. I I was like, man, they were hitting threes yesterday. Oh my God, they Gilbert did. is. They were nine of seventeen. They they yes. shot fifty two point nine. Houston shot twenty nine point two. Seven of twenty four. Do the math on that, and I mean, you know. That's that's a six point differential there, and you think how did Houston how did Houston win this game? Well, they had twelve more free throws made. They forced sixteen turnovers to sixteen assists for Iowa. You know, for Iowa well, State and Iowa State dominated the board. And Iowa State didn't shoot. Iowa State Which, shot fifty three percent, John from fifty two fifty three from three. They shot only forty one percent for the game. So their two point percentage. Yeah. Was crap. Well, I mean, they couldn't go. make a they they couldn't make baskets inside the line. Uh, well, and and listen, Gilbert and Jones outside. I'm telling you what, Iowa State's going to be a hard out. Whoever they're, they're probably a two seed, um, or, or if they're a three seed, they're uh, dangerous for one and the two. Oh, they're going to be a tough, tough out in a, on a neutral oh, yeah. side no, because no Gilbert can fill it up. I don't know why he ever takes Momsilovich out of the game. I didn't understand that at all. He, the kid, can create his own shot, and I just didn't get. I didn't get what he was thinking there. He put him on the bench for a while. It just didn't make any sense to me. Uh, and I was like, "Thank you, thank you for keeping that kid off well, the floor." Well, yeah, I mean, he was one of the guys who wasn't making threes. So he was zero for three and only three yeah, for but, nine from the field. But, but, but he he could make what the twos. he does. He can make twos. Yeah, he made three baskets, but he's active too. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, it's it's crazy. You show me a game where the other team shoots. 53% from three and out rebounds you by nine boards. Yeah. I would think you, there's no way you won. And, and it's so unusual to be, for them win. to be out rebounded because they're such a tenacious. That was just, that was just a lot of fun last night. That was for yeah, first place. They got place. beat on the offensive boards, which almost never, never happens. happens. Right. Exactly. And, and here know. they, and then they win by eight. And they won by head. Well, they're just so tenacious. Houston shoots twenty nine percent from three. The opponent shoots fifty two point nine. They get out rebounded by nine, and they win by eight. And and listen, it wasn't like they were open. Looks, oh, Iowa State knows how to move the basketball now. I mean, the the Coug the, they got some looks, and Gilbert and Jones were knocking them down. John, this game yesterday, one of the things I was thinking is this is the reason that yeah, it's harder. It's harder in the Big Twelve because you're facing an Iowa State on a on a Monday, 
But you know what? It also prepares you yeah, for the right. postseason. That's like right. you're gonna, you'll be more battle tested coming through the Big Twelve. Even when Texas and and Oklahoma leaves, you're still going to be more battle tested. There's no Samson about. Uh, there's no uh, doubt about that. Here's Kelvin Sampson on the win last night against uh, Iowa State. What? Why? Uh, what? Tell us. Got, he's up in the audience. Well, I said, I said, Kelvin, and you were like, oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well. Okay, we'll get to Kelvin in just a minute here uh, because Dell's up. Dell's upset in there for some. For, what, Not upset. I was doing something else. I didn't hear anything you said until I Samson said, at the end. I, I said I didn't hear you until the end. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, anyway, great win by the Cougs last night. Maybe Number two in the John country little, now. Show John a little more respect. You're being yeah. very disrespectful to John. Thank you. you told him you no, 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 no. You, you said, said I got I it. You did like John Cena said. I can't hear you. No. He doesn't your, do that. Your hand thing by the ears. I don't. Is do that a that. John Cena thing? I can't hear you. Yeah, I can't see. You. It's I can't see you. Oh, okay. like this? Like this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, he took that from Angel Reese. No, uh, actually, yeah. he's been doing that for a long, long time. They all got that from him. Angel and Reese. and actually, it was actually done before John Cena. He took it from somebody else. I think I from Dikembe. Dikembe did that. No, no, no. no. Uh, anyway. Uh, Number two in the country now. UConn's number one. Utah, UConn's going to be – UConn could go back-to-back here. UConn, UConn, is, UConn is considered a uh, a relatively big favorite to win a national championship. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. I saw the odds on that, and I'm like, they, they feel fairly good about <laughs> UConn winning a national championship. Well, yeah, and it's hard to tell, though. I mean, I'm going to tell you what. You're right about the Big 12. I mean, you, last year you go through the – you know, and you're playing East Carolina or whoever you're playing. I forget who's an American, whatever. But you're going – you know, and it's like, wow. And then are you ready for the – they're going to be ready. They got they went to Kansas. They went to Iowa State. They, You know, they're going to Baylor this weekend. Kansas is coming here. Texas came here, and you took care of that business. I mean, you're going to be ready because you've been playing good teams, really good teams. One of the things they have to do is make sure that their big guys can make some free throws. Holy cow. Well, that's not that's going to be not, the case. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. There's you can ang- wish in one hand and crap in the other, and you can see which one gets full first. Yeah. But I got a feeling the missed free throw He's hand gonna, is going to get full first because that's what it's been now for four years. Bigs don't make free throws. Here's uh, I think this is Kelvin Sampson right now. If that's Del, what the Del, word Del, can, Mr. Dell, can, can we get that or no? Or don't you just throw to the clip? <laughs> well, you had two teams that were really tough. I, I, I want to give a shout out and uh, much respect to Coach TJ and uh, Iowa State. I mean, that is that's the toughest team as there is in America. When you, when you beat Iowa State, you know you're, you're, that's an accomplishment because they're so good and they're so tough. So in this league, we just played the number six team in the nation. I just heard you say we got the number 11 team on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, we'll, we'll, we'll feel good about this one. No celebration. Feel good about this one. And then uh, get a little time off for our kids. At, at Saturday, Monday, bounce back's a little bit tough when you're playing teams like uh, Iowa State and Houston. Yeah. It, uh, but it's different. I mean, that's what you, that's what you're in for. But that's what uh, that's what's so fun about this season right now. And number two in the country, when you're leading the Big Twelve with as many good basketball teams as there are, this is uh, you know you're doing you're doing something. Whether or not you know, here's the thing: in that building, I don't know the I don't know that Purdue, Connecticut, Arizona. I don't know anybody can beat them this year. Well, they can. But you're not playing your home games in the tournament. They can. I mean, the flaws are still the flaws. The best teams are going to are gonna give you – you can't have your flaws. Like, you can't miss a bunch of free throws. You can't – you can't – well, you got to win on the board. So, you got to play the way you play. Hmm. You can't have one of these. Like, to beat a UConn, we saw them lose to Alabama, who was a good team last year. And that was with a very good Houston Cougar team. We were – was at the game in Cincinnati where they almost lost to Cincinnati there. And that was – you know, if you don't do the things that you do, Kelvin Sampson's built it out where he goes, okay, mm. we're not going to have a good offense or we're not going to have a good shooting team. But, and this is why I always say there's so many different ways to win. There's not one set way to win a game. And Kelvin Sampson realizes, okay, we're not going to have the best shooters, but we're going to get, we're going to beat you on the boards. We're going to turn you over and we are going to, uh, um, get easier baskets because of our turnovers and we're going to defend and make you take bad shots. 
you can't have one of those areas break down if you're not going to. And if you do, then you got to make more free throws you, than you usually do. You got to be a better three point shooting team than you usually are. So Houston has actually created more margin for error in a way because of how they play. They actually don't have to shoot well and they can still defend and you're not scoring either. Um, however, to win at the highest, highest level, man, you got to like. They're gonna to win a national championship. The Cougs are gonna have to be better offensively. That's well, all there is to it. It's Cryer. Because I mean, you're gonna so, be playing at home. They're so guard, guard heavy with 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 Shed and 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 Cryer and, and you wish with, you had a big that Sharp. you could just go to and he could go get yeah, his own baskets. Yeah. But they're all you know they're all guys that are rim runners or dirty work guys. Yeah, that's all. all right. We're gonna break. We got so much to do. We got a lot of Astros talk in this show. We got some good stuff with that. We Astros. got some good. Outside of here, there was some good college basketball going on too. I mean, there were some there were some hands thrown last night. <laughs> we will talk about and a lot more right here. You first, you're talking tequila. Well, I'm talking about Maestro Bell, and I was uh, I was at uh, the Blood Brothers 10 year anniversary the other day uh, on Sunday, and had a great time with Robbie and and Kui and Ter Ter and those guys. It was it was awesome? And somebody uh, I saw so our guy Rhino who listens to the show, he was there with a girl who's big foodie in town. And she was talking about how she never – I swear to God, this is a true story. She said, I never drink tequila. I am not a tequila drinker. I used to have this, you know, an unnamed tequila that you guys have all had, just the burn in the throat and the chest when I was younger. I'm like, okay, I never want this again. And she said that she had a Maestro do Bell for the first time. Somebody brought a Maestro do Bell out to their table where they were, and they had a shot together. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't believe – how smooth it was and rhino wanted her to come tell me the story because he said he speaks for them i said isn't it unbelievable and it really is you've never tasted anything like it if you're used to the burn of tequila then you've never had good tequila and you've definitely never had maestro do bell maestro do bell is made with a, they make a variety of tequilas but all of them are distilled properly with great aging process and that and they have a great flavor it's always smooth and it's great by as a sipping tequila or in a cocktail, it doesn't matter. Wherever fine liquors are sold, you got to get your hands on a bottle of Maestro Nobel. ESPN 97.5 on FM radio. AM is stupid. Emotional damage. 610, please. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5. There's nothing in there. Welcome back to ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. John and Lance here with you. Uh, here on the show, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six is the number. If you would like to get in here and uh, hang out with us, you are more than welcome to do that. Texas A and M Commerce and Incarnate Word is it Commerce or Kingsville? Uh, is it, it was Commerce. Texas A and M. Oh, Commerce. Yeah. yeah why did right. you tell? You texted Ballard and told him his yeah. school was throwing hands. I said, "Nice job, your team." Never mind. <laughs> well, wait, say it commerce Kingsville, commerce. same thing. Yeah, commerce Kingsville, commerce. same Kingsville, same Comma, thing. Kingsville, yeah, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> same thing. Um, so uh, they were throwing hands. It. This is the. Uh, wait. This is where we congratulate each other on a nice game. Yeah. This is where we show fellowship. This is not where we throw hands. What is what happened to America? I've seen a kid get punched in the stomach before. We've yes. all seen in high school. Yeah. That one kid sucked the other kid in the stomach. Right. Yeah, this one got a little ugly. This Man, one this lasted. Went, this, this I went. mean, mostly it was a basketball fight with a lot of you know, squaring up and people wanting to get to other people and but then nothing happened mostly. But the guy who took the worst of it was just some manager who was trying to stop things who got like trucked and got a face full of blood and yeah, it was ugly. Uh, Texas A&M Commerce and Incarnate Word. I say it was ugly. I, I mean, it wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great. There will be some suspensions in that. But, yeah, that happened uh, last night. Our Houston Astros, one of the cool things I saw on, online yesterday was the, the battle, a live BP between Alex Bregman and Josh Hader. And I tell you what, Josh Hader has created some excitement uh, around the ball club. There are pitchers, you know, Josh throws some gas. And you talked about seeing that video where the pitchers are standing around watching J- Josh Hader throw, and Hader and Bregman was pretty cool to see them scrapping in a uh, in a live you know in a live at bat. Um, Bregman said, is saying all the right things. He's saying, "Man, I am in 
great shape. I well, feel great. You, well, you want to hear Bregman? I do. I do. So this or is, Kelvin Sampson. Here's way. something. Well, I don't know if we can hear Kelvin Sampson. Um, I don't know that. I don't know. He's got it ready because I put it in there. Uh, you got ready? It? Yeah. Twenty three. a pro. Twenty three pounds. He's put on this offseason. Well, he did look bigger, but 23. 23 pounds. When Pena was asked about it yesterday, he said, I put on three. Uh, well, Pena couldn't. Pena, can, yeah, no, don't do that. That's not what he did. Here is Bregman talking about the 20. Now, it sounds pretty natural because he lost. Like, here, here he is talking about. I think about, I've done that since the draft started, but that's. Yeah, no but one that, talks uh, about me like, oh, look at this. It's great. It's great. You're like, Alex Bregman, yay. Oh, and my people wife, are talking about it. And then my wife, yeah. And then my wife says like, hey. And I'm like, it should be like, hey. Hey. you put Like we do for Bregman, like, congrats. But no one says that about it, me sitting in a chair. Is it going to that bubble, as you like to say? <laughs> yeah. yeah. My yeah. bubble is starting to really get pop. You got yeah. You do. My wife said, you've got a flat butt. And I'm like, no. Oh, I'm working on popping. Some, I'm working on some burger chon right now. Yeah. Well, here is Bregman talking about putting on uh, 23 this offseason. Some years is different than others. Like some years I'll put on maybe 15 or 10. But um, our job now is to I'm not, I'm right around like 204, 207. It fluctuates. But I'm trying to keep it as close to that for for the full season as possible. And um, last year I, I maintained really well. I was I ended the year at like 196 or 7. And then the two weeks you take off during the offseason, you lose a little, little bit of weight just because um, – you're just not in it, and, and you're kind of relaxing a little bit. But um, as soon as we started training, boom, it, it got back on, and I feel feel faster, stronger, and and um, obviously gain weight with that. So, you don't want to gain weight and be slower and and kind of stuck in the mud. You want to be ready to roll. So, so question a couple of things. First of all, see this goes against everything that you just said. When you sit around and relax and you don't do anything. You lose weight. That's what in, now, as opposed to what you're going well, through. Well, his right relaxing now. is not eating a lunch and watching a TV show before you write be. up a you bunch of players. You don't know what his relaxing is. His relaxing is probably going to a beach or doing something where he's throwing a football, running around. Uh, I don't know how Alex Bregman relaxes. Yeah, I don't. I think- don't. I can tell you, it's probably not with spicy tater tots. With <laughs> jeez, or maybe his natural weight isn't his baseball weight. So he has to put on weight to play baseball. See, that's what I'm level. thinking. He talks about every and he, he could is be, a littler guy. Yeah. yeah, and he could be one of these guys also who lose weight during the season, which actually happens a ton. I'm always yeah. shocked when I hear how light some football players get at the end of the year. Yes. It's like Darius Leonard was 218 pounds when he was an All Pro. Yeah, 218. So, so, so here's the problem though. We saw Pena put on weight last year, and yeah. what happened? He lost his power. We saw. Remember when Steve Slayton? Ran for a thousand his yeah. rookie year, and then he put he came back and put weight on because he wanted to be able to handle the yeah the the which is always it, 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 is Alex Bregman Steve it's, Slate it's counterintuitive. Well, I hope not. <laughs> well, I hope not. That guy ended up having a narrowing of the spine and was out of football forever after that. Well, right. That's I'm hoping he's not Steve Slayton. I hope he's not. See, I don't think Jeremy. I don't think it was about weight. I think How many Jeremy people Swain, know who Steve Slayton is and well, is listening right now. Every, a lot of people, really? unless you're yeah, unless you're thirty. So, yeah, if you watch the Texans back then, you know who he was. Well, we got a lot of leading listeners. Rush. That was two thousand nine. Daddy, who's Steve Slayton? Well, Steve Slayton was two thousand nine. I mean, I know it was fourteen That's years. 14. Ago. The fourteen year olds don't know Steve Slayton. No. I will guarantee you. No, neither, no, neither the 18, 16 or probably 18 year twenty. Olds. Yeah, probably 22 and under don't right. know Steve don't Slayton, know actually, Slayton. now I think about it. I West, guess you're right, but... But, okay, another great West Virginia player that you always poo-poo. Yeah, well, because they're not durable. Um, but, no, I think that... Uh, I don't think Alex... I think Jeremy Pena, his thing was had more to do with the swing plane and stuff like that. I don't think it was the weight or the muscle. I think, Alex, I think Jeremy Pena was... Because a lot of guys actually end up... Hitting better with muscle. It just depends on how functionally, you know, flexible you are and all that stuff. Alex Bregman obviously loses weight during the season. He must because he's already talked about 23, 10, 15. Yeah. Like he gains weight every off season. which is he talking about? Okay, so he's saying he lays around and doesn't do. For, is he gaining muscle or bad weight? No, he said for two weeks. The first two weeks you lay around, you don't do much. Yeah, and so you lost. He lost a little bit more. Well, try five. But when months. I lay around, try and five don't months. do anything. 
Yeah. I, I don't lose. Yeah. What? No, that's not possible. That's, no. Now it's true. When I was younger, I could you could do whatever you want a lot of times. Yeah. And it's like it's, he's almost thirty now, though. Yeah. Are you had guys a kid? Are, just to be clear, are you two comparing, comparing ourselves your your off season regimens to Alex Regman? Yeah. And well, you're look, trying to figure out how it doesn't work for you, but he loses weight when he doesn't yeah, do anything. That's exactly. I right. like how you your little your your fun little character you've created called Voice of Reason. I'm just trying to figure this out. This is yeah. like this is your worst character where you try to decipher what we say is a voice of reason because we're not reasonable people. Is, you, would you rather have this character where I just play sound by you saying silly things? I'm just, which no. character would you pose? Which, so, which character is worse? The one <laughs> did where did I, you see I got John into it though? Yeah. Now John's like, because, you know, I, I don't ever do I this. I can just keep track of all the silly things you say and play them in a medley. Which one is worse? No, which character? I like, that. I like that one. I like that him? one better. No, yeah. no, no. I like the character. Yeah, uh, of course, calling him, calling us out on the spot is pretty good too. I like. Ich bin der von Klon und Stein no, I like uh, I like Man of uh, I like the other one. So like which is that? Is Taylor Swift German song? What is that? <laughs> yes. I believe so. Yes. Yes. I don't know. It doesn't sound like that. Doesn't sound like anything she would sing. Honestly, no. It sounds it does like to me. It sounds like a, she sounds like to me. No, it sounds like something another charismatic person used to say. Oh, ow! Yikes! Wow! I'm talking about Angela. Oh, he, no. just, he just put. Hitler I'm talking about Angela Merkel. What are you talking about? Oh, oh. see, yeah, okay. Merkel. That's fine. I let's guess. break it and stay on time. Nah, we're not doing that. But first, okay, let's talk about. We got we got stuff on the other side here, including a women's college announcer, or was that a coach? She was a former coach. She's an announcer now. She's an announcer now. <laughs> this is different than anything you're going to hear ever on ESPN. But we'll do that on the other side. First, you got Underdog. Well, and so Underdog, the great thing about Underdog Fantasy is that they want you to make money. I mean, they really do. That's why they're making it 100 times your original play. They've got that available for you on your Pick'em Challenge. I've told you about the Pick'em Challenge. You can, you know, basketball's in full swing. So you're, you're playing the NBA. You're watching the Rockets. The Rockets get ready to roll on Thursday. You're going to you're going to jump in with the Rockets. Well, here's what you do. You pick a player on your team and the other team, and and you can have as few as two or as many as five, and you take a look at all the stats they have available. Every player that they have on there has multiple stats available. Find one that you think is a little soft and go either higher or lower on it. And, you know, study the game. If you know the game, you're going to have a great opportunity. Go higher or go lower. And if you win just two, you win three times your money. If you win all five, you got a chance to win 100 times your money, but you've got to make a deposit with promo code Lance. When you do that, they'll match your first deposit up to $100, and you'll have a special pick in there, which is going to help you win and help you towards getting to that big payout. But you've got to play, and you've got to use promo code Lance. So make sure you use promo code Lance, and make sure you get that special pick for a chance to win 100 times your original play only on Underdog Fantasy. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download your app today. Must be 18 or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms and conditions apply. If you feel like you have a gambling problem, call 800-GAMBLER or go to ncpgambling.org. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Watch out for that foot bone. I would like to rear up and jackknife my legs and kick you both in the jaw with my foot bone. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Hey, the Cougs win last night. Reginald uh, brings this in. He said, may have been a bit of hyperbole, but the broadcaster said last night that Jamal Shedd could coach the team for a couple weeks if there was some sort of emergency where the coaches yeah. weren't available. I don't even think that's not true. No. I think he has that kind of respect, too. <clears throat> we also had this. KJ said, John Granado is a man of the people. He was frolicking with the poors like myself last night at the Cougars game. Yeah, yeah. Frolicking with the poors? Yeah, I was frolicking. Is that I your nickname in high I school? Saw, I saw KJ. I saw Andrew Carlson. I saw I saw a bunch of people. Bill Alford. I mean, uh, But they're Clark. always Cougs. Yeah, you're only I saw Chad from HR&P. You're HRP Cougs when it's convenient for you. You what? You're Cougs when it's convenient and they're winning. They're always Cougs. No, I'm always Coog. They're Tony Levine Coog. You weren't a Tony um, Levine Coog. This, um, you weren't a Tony what? Levine Coog. You yes, were yes, LSU. You yes, were Oklahoma State. Tony Levine actually was the first guy to offer JT. 
Oh, well, okay. Yeah. yeah. And JT turned Tony her down Levine for Rice? Guy. I was a big Tony Levine guy. He also pulled it out from under after the kid from <laughs> Waco said, uh, accept. Well, he couldn't. He's like, I caught a quarterback. You didn't accept. I mean, so. Yeah. Yeah. So. But uh, then, were you a fan of him? Well, yeah, I was still a fan of him. Yeah. JT made a decision. Tony had to make a decision. Tony had the to game make a decision. Game. Yeah, his call. That's yeah. all. But does a man of the people originate the term "the pores"? I didn't. Did I originate that? I don't know where it came from, other than you. John invented it nationally. Well, I, the only person I've ever heard that from is you, and then people have like latched onto it. But I didn't hear the pores until you said it. Oh well, I mean, I'm with the pores. I mean, See? what do I do? So, I'm or one you of get, you. They're not poor if they can get to you. a Cougar game. Or you just say, I'm one of the greatest unwashed. Or you just say, I'm, I'm the at the game. Up in the corner. Uh, you, man of the people's better than the poors. Don't, <laughs> don't call people the poors. That's got a very let them eat cake mentality. Uh, no. I'm with, I'm with my people. Those are my people. The poors? The great unwashed. Yes. <laughs> unwashed and poor. <laughs> yes. What Jesus. is this, Jesus? You going to start cleaning some feet? Yep. I will. Yes. Yes. Okay. I absolutely. The problem with your, with Try your, it at the game. The problem with your thinking is most people who are, I guess, in the category of the great unwashed don't refer to themselves as that. It's It comes from the Yeah, they're like, the hey, we're just normal people. Yeah, we're just people. <laughs> it's you. You're the a-hole. <laughs> yeah. No, they, we know. We know who, what we are. Mm. We know who we are. <laughs> we know. What, uh, we, we've got self uh, 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 awareness. Yeah. So, so la- was this last night this happened? Yes, it was now there because the internet always has to take all the fun out of everything. Carolyn Peck is the woman in question. She's a former basketball coach, as you'll, as you'll hear her tell us. The internet has blamed it on her accent and said she was saying something else. But you can take a listen. It was the LSU A and M game. LSU, one of the best teams in the country. You meant we guys we mentioned Angel Reese earlier in the show, I believe. Yep. But, is she uh, British? Who? No, it's a different accent. That's she that from New Zealand. Okay. No, she's a Southerner. So it's a Southern she's accent. Southern. During the game, late in the game, here's uh, Carolyn Peck talking about staying in it. As a coach, I say, bitch, stay in this ballgame. Stay excited. Stay enthusiastic. Pull your team through. I don't care if the officials are telling you to sit down. Hold on. Hold on. How are you misunderstood? What they're suggesting is because of the context of stay in the game, stay in it no matter what the ref tells you. Bench. 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 Stay in it. She probably no. did because she wouldn't just say on a broadcast, "Bitch, <laughs> stay in this game." Well, let's, let's hear y'all think to get your neck Wait. broke Wait. and all that stuff. There, she must have said "bench," but man, did it! Did I not hear the end? That way, play it again. Listen, and we'll to see if they're if we're misconstruing. This is a this is a well respected coach. You think on a broadcast where she could get fired, she could say, "Bitch." <laughs> Stay in the game. That sounds like Dave Chappelle. I told you already, stay in the game, bitch. Listen to the context and make a decision. As a coach, I say, bitch, stay in this ballgame. Stay excited. Stay enthusiastic. Pull your team through. I don't care if the officials are telling you to sit down. Yeah, she's obviously You know what? Bitch, she is But bitch. she just didn't use the end. This time you got to use the. Usually you don't use the. <laughs> I N swear word. to God, you don't use the N word, but you do use the letter N when you say bench. And when 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 I heard this the first time, I said, "What does bench. she mean by? What, what did she mean by? Tell, even if the officials are telling you to sit down, who tells you know, the, the, the girl on the floor to sit down? You no, know, oh. so she was referring to the bench. Stay yeah, because yeah. you know the officials when the Pull your team, team gets excited, they will wave you down and yeah. tell you sit down and stuff. Yeah, well, so. because they stand up and yeah, they, they crowd the floor and they tell the kids to sit down. So in this case, she meant bench, <laughs> but, bitch. But Carolyn Peck in that accent, bench. She's from Bench. Jeff- she's stay in the game, bitch. She's from Jefferson City, Tennessee, so that accent oh, came yeah, out. Oh yeah, you can't. She's got a mama somewhere. She's got a cinnamon roll recipe. Let that lady live her life. You I already got her. Paula. Paula Dean already I, got in trouble. You got Paula. Let this lady say bench. I wish she was saying. I wish she was. I know. I know what you wish. Carolyn I mean, honestly, wants to, wishes to keep her stay job. Stay in the game. Yeah, the keeping the job is better with bench. Are if we, you listen to the context, it's clear what she's saying. Yes. But if you listen to the word, it's clear what it sounds like. <laughs> Bitch! 
the kids were saying, game. kids were saying bench. If you're going early because you want to get dropped off early to get away from your parents, and she said bench. Yeah, yeah, bench, 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 bench. She's, She's from, from Tennessee, yeah. sometime in the south. They say bench, bench. They don't say bench. They say bench. There's you no such thing. Bench. There's no. <laughs> this stupid bench over here can't fire up. Can't fire up nobody. Dumbass bench. Bench needs a new painting, you stupid bench. Stupid ass As coach, bench. I say, bench, stay in this ballgame. Well, y'all's a dumbass I'm bench sorry. over here. She Sitting got there, crossing your legs at the same time. She doing needs- this nonsense. <laughs> Stupid ass bench. I'm sorry. She needs to enunciate better. I'm sorry. She needs her own TV show. <laughs> bench. That is bench. <laughs> See, I mean, I'll just I be mean... honest with you. And the B. I mean, she hits the B so hard, too. B. Do you hear that? Do it again, Dell. Listen to the B. I mean... And she just blasts it out. Bench. Watch, listen to the B-pop. Bitch. What? <laughs> louder. Can't can't go louder. Till later. All right. That's why. Fine. What did she, now how did you know she, what did, what did the internet, so the internet is, are they trying to get her fired? They're probably just laughing. They like it. The internet, well, the initial person who grabbed it was like, what is going on here? And then everyone's like, well, that's her saying bench because they know Carolyn Peck, longtime announcer for women's college basketball. She's, she's from, gonna... she's from Tennessee. She's saying, yeah, she's saying bitch. bench. Bitch. Okay. Okay. She may need to be fired. I'm sorry. Listen to the B pop. I mean, she is saying it with her full chest. Stay, bitch. Bitch. What? I mean, I I know she's saying She might be saying to the bench. No. She may be talking to one person. Bitch. Pull your team through. I don't care if they tell you to sit down. Well, that is. Did she say, I don't care if they tell y'all to sit down or you to sit down? Well, I guess we have to hear the entire conversation. Okay, let's go. As a coach, I say, bitch, stay in this ballgame. Stay excited. Stay enthusiastic. Pull your team through. I don't care if the officials are telling you to sit down. Everything was singular. You, I don't care if they're telling you to sit down. She could have, she, she may have called, played. she may have been talking to a girl yeah. on the on the one on girl, the one particular girl. She may have been talking to one particular girl on the bench. Hey, bitch. <clears throat> All right, I'm we got to go back to it. ESPN right. 97.5 and 92.5. Listen to the bitch <laughs> with John Lance. That's what we should be doing. That is what we should That's be doing. That's what we should be doing. Uh, are we doing what did you learn this week? Oh, we weekend? got some people who want to talk about other Look stuff. Look at this. We can push that segment to a different time. Okay, we can push it. But right. since everybody was off yesterday, and this is actually the first day of the week since yesterday was a holiday, yeah. we are going to do what did you learn this week in one sentence we'll 8:15. at 8.15. Yeah, we'll 8:15. roll it to 30. 8.15. All right, we'll do that. We're going to take all of these calls on the other side. Sam, Keith, Ryan, Dave, we'll get you oh, all Oh, we in. have a little mix right here on ESPN. Topics. Good. 97.5 and 92.5. But right now we got John Daspit. John Daspit, he's a man who was uh, actually he's got some Louisiana blood in him, and uh, and he's got uh, who's his grandpa or he's got family who's like at the Wimble at the at the 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 lawn club of uh, English lawn club. I can't remember what the name is with Wimbledon, and he's all Texas up, and I mean he's got John Daspit's got he's got family all over the place. He's got law firms all over the place, but he specializes in Texas. There's 10 offices here in the state of Texas. And that's important because many of you may know someone in San Antonio and Austin, Dallas, somewhere near the uh, uh, ship channel, somewhere headed out towards uh, maybe they're in Beaumont area, and they've been hurt in an offshore accident. Uh, they've been hurt at a refinery. They've been hurt on the roadways. I mean, it doesn't matter where. If you've been injured due to someone else's negligence, John Daspit's going to make sure that your hospital bills get taken care of, that your um, your surgery, if you need one, gets taken care of, your physical therapy gets taken care of. Everything that needs to be taken care of that, are, that is not your fault, you shouldn't have to come out of pocket, and you should be compensated for your pain and suffering because in some cases, unfortunately, that pain and suffering is going to last you a long time and in some cases a lifetime. It's the sad reality, so you should be compensated for what you're going to go through uh, when 
It was no fault of your own that it happened. It's, it's my good friend, John Dash, but he is ready to take your phone call with uh, uh, the biggest law firm here in the city of Houston for personal injury. It's 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW or go to DaspitLaw.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Peter Patter. It's a hard life picking stones and pulling teats, but sure as God's got sandals, it beats fighting dudes with treasure trails. No. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. All right, we got uh, full board, so let's get them in here. 815, we're going to do what you learned this weekend in one sentence. So let's go. Who's uh, first up? It is going to be Sam. Let's talk about Alex Bregman. Hey, Sam. Hey, guys. Happy to be on the bench. Um, <laughs> just touching on Bregman's weight gain. I remember in 2021, he said before that season, he gained about 30 pounds in muscle during that off season, and he ended up missing about 60 games, which is the most by far. Yep. I remember he also looked slower in the field, and I want to know y'all's thoughts on why he'd want to go that route again in a contract year considering that. Uh, thanks for having me on. Porky, hog, fat ass, double wide, butterball. He's Man. not any of those things. He's actually in great, great, great shape. He's not any of those things. I think Joe. there is something, though. If you put on too much muscle, you lose flexibility sometimes if it's not done right. I remember when Donald uh, Hollis, former great at Lamar Consolidated and Rice Allen. Rice University. Um, he was at Oakland with the, or I don't know, L.A. Raiders. I don't know where they were at the time. And he had a strength coach when he was, like, famously big guy, 228 pounds, something like that, like 6'2", 6'3", 225. And he told me his uh, <clears throat> the strength coach, when he got to the, the Raiders, the strength coach made him lose weight so he could gain flexibility in his – in his pecs and his upper body, so he was a more loose limb thrower, so he wasn't as tight in his upper body. So, I mean, there is, you know, you think about that with a swing, too. Now, granted, you don't want to have a long casting swing, but... Well, he, he uh, doesn't have that. No, no, no. He's got as he's tight a shorter, swing as you tight, can. Yeah, yeah. He's a, no, he, he's got, like... Uh, future generations will study Alex Bregman. Uh, people in the 2700s 20, will study Alex Bregman's swing. It'll be one of the swings that they study will be Alex Bregman's. Yeah. But um, but you don't want to get too bundled up. You really don't. Like, you don't want to get too muscle-bound. you got to be able to – so because if you get muscle-bound, it also can lead to tightness, lead to pull, <laughs> hamstrings, stuff like that. So We'll find out. Hopefully it's not a case. We'll see if it's the right thing to do. It wasn't the right thing for Pena last year. And uh, Pena has changed his batting stance, by the way. We saw it. He's resting his bat on his shoulder a little bit more like Michael Brantley did. So And he talked about it. He's not – He's not very outgoing, so I mean it's like three word answers, so it's not worth playing. But he he said I basically changed. He feels more comfortable to play, and we'll see if he can't get a little bit more pop. Uh, next up is Dave. Dave's been waiting. Hey, Dave. Hey, first off, you guys are hilarious with the pitch and all that stuff. But um, listen, real quick, I just want to uh, right or wrong. I heard you guys talking about John Cena, and I can't see you, and he's been getting credit for that. And that was so old yeah. out of the hip-hop, black culture. Uh, Tupac even had it in the song. I that's think, what I 95. thought. That's, yeah. that's what so, I thought. I knew he, course, I, had seen it, I had seen it before that, and I knew it came from hip-hop. And John Cena, I guess, was into hip-hop. I'm not a real big wrestling fan. But um, I know I had seen it before, but I don't know where it originated, though. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, it was already in the hood before it made it to the radio. Right. You know what I'm saying? People used to say it all the time. Then Tupac took it and put it in the song. And... I don't know, eight years later, John Cena did it. Like, oh, John Cena started this new craze. No, he didn't start it. He didn't start it. Yeah. Now, he's known hey, as the... You guys are great. Now, he's... Uh, Lamont said that John Cena took it from Tony Yayo with G-Unit. Maybe was, that's where... It was where, way before that. Maybe, that, yeah, and that's probably where... And G-Unit would have been in the early 2000s. It probably was before then, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I knew it came before John Cena. I just don't know where... It originally initiated, but a lot of these people doing it now know it from John Cena, I'm sure. But yeah, it originated like a lot of things. It originated in in uh, black culture, no question. All right, uh, that's the history of I can't, you can't see you. You can't see me. You can't see me. Yeah. Uh, who's next? Uh, Ryan, what's up, Ryan? 
excuse me. Hey, uh, how you doing, fellas? Uh, anyways, I was just wondering, other than the John Clay Wolf show, why is this show the only show that has instant classics old? Like, the bitch. Let me know. Later. Yeah. Instant classic what? I think just moments like that. Oh. Instant classic. Yeah. Well, it's because that's how we do things. Okay. It's pretty All normal for us. shows we have, have instant classic moments. Every, every. When no. Paul Gallant does his Southern Lawyer. Well. Yeah. Excuse me. Right. Well, I would like for both, uh, both lawyers or both counsel to approach the bitch. Well, that's, well that's, no, that's the bench. That's what I said. I'm from Tennessee. Bitch. <laughs> Maybe Which you don't do- listen enough, Ryan. There's mm. classic stuff that happens every Which day Which one here. do you two like more? I mean, we have our current instant classic. Bitch. Or Stephen A. You bitch. Okay. Okay, they're one different. One of them was talking one about a them. bitch. A bitch. We, the He's not bitch. from the South. The Stephen kids? A is not from the South. Are the kids going to school anymore? Yeah, actually, they are, Dell. They're going to nice school. Job. Nice job. I don't know if you've heard, but we don't do this show for the kids. Okay. I yes, know. the kids are in the car FTK. right now listening. FTK. Luca oh. and Max are on their way Who's to school. That? They're Manny's kids, and they're sitting, Who, they listen to the show Manny? every day. Put John and Lance and Dell on. Trust me, who's if Manny? Mason's listening to the show, he's going to love the show. Well, I know, because it's, it's, it's naughty. Cause, yeah, because Dell is getting This show's edgy. We don't play around. You know what? If you're a kid, you need to learn this stuff anyway. You need to get up on the streets. Mm. Sometimes. They don't need this. Sometimes. They don't need, need to be coddled. Education. We don't need to coddle kids. Yes, we do, John. The kids don't need to be coddled. We're already kids. coddling them too much. When you get into a media fight with a rather porky, hog, fat ass, <laughs> double wide, butterball. Who you think doesn't support people who look like him. You can do this. You bitch. No, you can't. That's no, not classic. No, these are all that's bad not examples if you're for not the Stephen, kids. If you're not Stephen A. Smith, you're 100% getting fired. Yes, that's bad examples for the kids, <laughs> Del. You are a bad... That's you make a terrible no, uncle. See, no one's going to call you unk. Thank God. I promise you no, that. No, where's your brother at? Is he, he might have a bunch he might of have kids a, right he, now. He might have kids. I don't know. Do y'all text Is each other? Is he sitting outside no, the Home Depot? Do you talk no, to him at all? that happened like 30 years ago. He's not still sitting outside 30 Home Depot. Years ago, 30 years ago. 30 years ago, his dad dropped him off at Home Depot. I do not. And now he's doing day labor? Still? He might be out there. You don't know. No, he's not. He's not in the country. You don't know. Have you seen him since? He's not. Well, I don't know if they have Home Depots in Nigeria. Do y'all follow each other on Instagram? No. Uh, Mm. No, I do not. I I swear I thought I saw him out. What a great younger brother you are. How much older is he than you? Like a a decade? Like 10 years? Like 10 years older? Yeah. Are you going to his wedding? No. Dressing in traditional garb? Which thirty years ago he's probably. So, you think he's married? I don't know. Dell doesn't know. Doesn't keep track of him. Well, we don't talk. Well, how, how many times do you go to Home Depot ever? Uh, I'm a Lowe's guy. He's not John. there. I've been traumatized. I'm he's a Lowe's guy. There. Well, his dad said get uh, a car. Home Depot is kind of the Walmart, and Lowe's is the Target. Sorry, if I'm being honest. PTSD. Can't go to Home Depot. You can't. You got flashbacks. Flashbacks. Like, to bad, my yeah. dad might drop me off there. Never know. Got to go to Lowe's. My brother never showed up again. And I saw him. I saw him when he got on the. Pl- I saw him get on the plane because back then you could you could just yeah. walk up to the gate. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you do this? Did you have a stuffed animal with you? And you did you wave to him? No, I did that thing. Tear going down your eye. No, I have I have my middle finger in the air. <laughs> What'd you I don't say? believe that. What'd that's you say to t- him? That's like, your faux tough experience. No, yeah, I, I you was, really had your little blanket and your my blanket. And your dad blanket? said, "Take the blanket and get in the truck." What? And then before you know it, you're in Las Are Vegas. You, Sleeping in a truck. No, we your don't. Dad's throwing dice. That wasn't a double. My dad doesn't gamble. That wasn't a doubleheader. Why he did y'all go to why Vegas? Why did you go then? to Vegas? Because then? I because I was a kid. He wanted me to go to Vegas and play and see hotels and all that stuff. Well, that was back. What? When, That's what? a long ass trip to see hotels. Well, like and all the sleep in the car. He wasn't, Wait, Dad, there's a hotel right oh, there. Can we use hell. it? John, John it had to be back, something back, else. No, on. back when I back then it was a novelty for a kid to go to Vegas. It was, yeah, yeah. It's not so much anymore because kids don't care about that stuff anymore. But back then, seeing seeing a seeing a Vegas hotel was kind of a big deal as a kid. A, what had, about state? Yeah. They had arcades. Dad, you see all those hotels? The Luxor. Can we go in one? We went in. We went in. Can I mean, out? I mean, I went to the arcades. All of them had arcades at the time, so we went in there and did that. And like, do you cir- have a basketball on the and circus? Circus, uh, yes. Com- continue to butcher that story. Um, circus, circus had uh, like back then they actually had a circus there. 
Yeah. And we went to go see that and like amusements and stuff inside Circus Circus. Did you so drive from Texas there? California. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, three hours. Yeah, three and a half, four. Yeah, yeah it's not such a big deal. All I'd right. have just said, I wish we'd just turn around and come back, Dad. We got to Some of my here. best memories are on those trips to Vegas. Listening to Paul. What's his name? Paul Simon. Paul Graceland Simon. album. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Well, that's a different album, but it was okay. that was more of his. Were you African listening to Bobby McFerrin? No, but no, oh. no. What? What am I? How? No, no. Okay, listen. How about this? Uh, got this from I got this from Chase yesterday. How about this? Um, you know, Kill Cliff Fight Club. Uh, Conor McGregor is going to be fighting uh, Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler is That's from... That's a legit dude. That is a legit yeah. dude. He's in Kill Cliff Fight Club. Michael Chandler is? Michael Chandler is. Oh, wow. And he is... Well, he called out Conor McGregor on Raw last night, apparently. And they're fighting. And Michael Chandler representing Canstead and Do Blend. Okay? Which one? You got to pick one, don't you? Uh, no, you, you could go either. You can go either way. Okay. You can go either way. Uh, I think there is a difference between them. I'm not a chew. I'm not a, a chew guy. But yes, there is a difference, and I can get that. I can uh, discern that for you, Lance. Difference at some point, flavor, obviously. Yeah. Well, th- no, they got they both got fla- all the different flavors, but there's something different about them. So we will we can discuss that later. But right now, I want to tell you that if you're somebody who chews tobacco, at the the Kill Cliff Fight Club, which is in, uh, out of Florida, and they're in in every level, they're UFC. Uh, they're Bellator, Fury. They they fight at every level. They are backing the great people at Canstead and Duplend. And one of the reasons is is that it's smokeless, babe. Here's the deal: it's tobaccoless. It is nicotineless. I don't think those are words, but they're, I'm using them. Here's the deal. Well, I say I like to say nicotineless. But here's the deal is, yeah, you don't want to, you want to get out of that nicotine? Yes, you do, because it's dangerous. You, my friends, need Canstead. You need Dublin. Listen to Michael Chandler and go with 975dip.com. Stop already with the tobacco. Stop already with the nicotine. Hemp in a pouch made of hemp with CBD oil. CBD American Shaman says we love it. We're hearing it in our stores. Canstead Dublin. Let's make the change. 975dip.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Now with more nougat. You're not cooking. Pork chop sandwich.